Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian. With me is Ricky. Hey, yo. We have Skolapendra. Hello. We do not have Michelle this week because she's busy doing some other things. Hopefully, hopefully she is doing well with them. Uh, but we do have a special guest finally getting him on the show. Uh, we have Eli, the hero of tomorrow. Hello, Eli. You thought you could avoid me forever, didn't you? <laughs> well, I'm here now, and you can't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a combination of just, like, timing and just my just, just my brain being like, eh. and, you know, in, in just asking guests in general has kind of put it off. Thankfully, uh, last time having Becky and Tifa on kind of helped break that down a little bit. So, yeah. But, you know, hey. We got you here. It's cool. Uh, for those who don't already know who you are, Eli, uh, why don't you tell tell them a little bit about yourself, like what you do and all of that? Well, I'm the hero of tomorrow, and for the past, well, nearly 15 years now, I've been making videos on animation and video games, and for a while I did it in character as a, as a superhero called the Cartoon Hero, but as of 2019, that's retired, and now it's just as myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think I think I did at least one or two cameos in one of your videos way back in the day too. God, has it been? That you long? did. Yeah. I think it. I think it was back on the King and I review. You did one. Yeah, that's like that's how long ago it was because I'm like, okay, which one was that? Holy shit. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like. Uh, and, and and sadly, it's... that was one of the videos that got lost in the apocalypse, so I had to remake it. Oh no. <laughs> Well, your 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 part was still was still preserved, but yeah. the ending of the video got cut off. I kept the old video up, but but it's no, but it's no longer available in full. Oh no, damn it! I, I, I'm, I'm damn it, Disney. Because I think it was in, wasn't it Disney that bought out Maker that owned Blip or something like that. And pretty sure. Yeah, I'm blaming Disney. <laughs> it probably wasn't them well, directly, but I'm blaming them anyway. Well. At least Chameleonaire got some money out of it. Yeah. Uh, but oh lordy, and and that's just—I I mean, I'm hearing all that, and you and you, like you said, almost 15 years, and I'm like, holy shit, it's been that long. Uh, I, I just between the last episode and this one, I turned 40, and I'm going through some small existential crises. <laughs> uh, well, ten. Well, hmm. Go ahead. I think Scully just told you happy belated birthday. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the best things about doing things on the internet. Now, by best, I mean in quotes. Sometimes connection makes you, makes things get all garbled up. Uh, technology isn't it wonderful? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, also technically, I started the Cartoon Hero series in two thousand nine, so it hasn't been quite that long, but. I've been making videos for 15 years as of next year. So. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like, goddamn, like like that's being talk as an entity has been going since 2008, and and you know, and with it with it eventually coming to an end, like I like I mentioned the last episode, uh, a few episodes are gonna bring it in for a landing, and and will be something new in its place. I have ideas. I have pretty much a good idea where I want to go. I want to keep it under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> at least until the final episode, which I'm already. I think I mentioned this in my. Uh, I'll mention this in the mid roll as well, but but I am also talking to like other people who get them to come in and. Um, this, despite what somebody may want, it's not going to be a big clusterfuck because if I get everybody I want in there, it's going to be like 10 people ca- counting me. Oh. <laughs> and if you heard last week's episode, fun as it was, there was like seven of us because it, like, it was like, what, the, the four of us? No, six of us because it was the four of us and then Becky and Tifa were in too. So that was, that was a lot of fun. And especially to do on a time because that was the same day of... Uh, Rosen's uh, October uh, Ultimate Designers stream. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> but the stream itself was good, so everything worked out. And and of course, between those two episodes, uh, Ricky and Michelle did did their uh, uh, special episode. Which, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. It's it's really good. It's a good listen. Um, and. And it's because of that I got to learn how Audacity has been upgraded. And, oh, my God, it is so much better, y'all. Because I remember back in the day with Audacity, it's like you couldn't just, like, move your things around. Or at least I couldn't. Now you can, like, move all the waveforms around as you need to, as you would at a video editing program. Like, oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, But enough about me. Uh, uh, Scully, how have you been the past few weeks? Oh, I've been all right. Just mostly, you know, Shooting the shit. Also, you know, hanging out with one of my real life friends. Neat. Uh, and how about you, Ricky? How have you been? I've been good. I managed to get down and see my girlfriend, so I've been, I've been good. Sweet. <laughs> uh, and and yeah. So and you know what? Eli, how, how it's your first time on the show. We're gonna ask, how's your week been? been okay i just had an i just basically had an average week of work except for the except for obviously the 31st when i when i went to work to work in my jason outfit oh yeah so. i saw that that's pretty good hmm. I, mean, I mean i think of all of the horror icons one could dress up as jason is probably one of the easiest i would imagine i i don't yeah very well <laughs> It was a last-minute idea because I was thinking of thinking of of I was actually thinking of dressing as Power from Chainsaw Man because her outfit is pretty easy to replicate. Uh, yeah. But but I but I wasn't able to get the props in time, and the mask and hot the mask and machete were were a lot cheaper. There you go. Also, also off topic. Never go last-minute shopping at Spirit Halloween. Oh, that no. checkout line was around the block. Holy shit! Oh, god damn! And, and you know what? Ever since I've been I've been alerted to Spirit Halloween, that's gonna pop up everywhere. Like yeah, like last time one of the last times I went to the mall around here, I go by. I'm like, oh hey, there's a Spirit Halloween, and and just just start the song. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I can't. Depending on what routes I take during the week, I cannot go a day without seeing a Spirit Halloween. Then that's not a bad thing. I I actually uh, went inside one back back in uh, back home, and yeah, I I, 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 I the song is correct. <laughs> it is we are good. saving the global economy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. So uh, from I, I guess right now we'll just pop in. Pop in and talk about what what we've put together. So um, yeah, those of us 
at least us regulars, uh, we're, we managed to grab a couple of stories each that have been going on the past, well, within the past week or so here. And I'm going to start off with this one because I'm going to start off with this one uh, about Texas churches, mainly because I, I want to, I want to be clear on the record that it doesn't matter what political party you're in, if you do stuff like this, then it's 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 just as illegal and just as not good as it is if you know it's not good if a Republican does it, it's not good if a Democrat does it, even if the Democrat doing it is fighting for like our own thing or whatever um so uh the article this is from a uh, propublica and the article title is texas churches violate the law ahead of tuesday's election experts say which is anybody surprised it's texas <laughs> no yeah so uh so uh, Texas gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who is seeking re-election, have been crisscrossing the state in the lead-up to Tuesday's election, visiting mega-churches and smaller houses of worship packed tight with parishioners. Stops are part of a long-standing tradition for political, political candidates that often accelerates as Election Day nears. Uh, two Sundays ago, O'Rourke, O'Rourke, a Democrat, and Patrick, a Republican, visited different churches where pastors praised them and allowed them to give speeches about the upcoming election. And so it's in violation of federal law, according to tax law experts. Known as the Johnson Amendment, the tax law bars tax-exempt organizations from intervening in political campaigns. Which, from what I understand, also includes having them on to do a political stump speech. Uh, which... yeah, this, is obvi- this is obviously illegal and wrong, but if you think about it, it's pretty, it's pretty genius from an evil perspective. Because they've got a captive audience that... They, that if they're going to church, they'll probably be mostly Republican, so they can listen to. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just ooh. Uh, Saint Luke uh, Community United Methodist Church in Dallas on October twenty third, uh, Pastor Richie Butler introduced O'Rourke to his congregation as the next governor of Texas. Which bold strat, bold claim, bold claim. I, and I honestly do hope he does one because uh, the, the fewer Republicans we have in office, the better at this point. Because whole party yeah. state, we need to throw it out. Um, yeah, I mean, again, yeah. it, again, it's bad to be campaigning in church because yeah. it's separ- separation of church and state. But still, yeah. Uh, let's see. There was going down a little bit. Uh, the same morning, hundreds of miles away, uh, Pastor Steve Riggle. That, that's just a silly, silly name to, for me, by the way. Just wriggle. I'm easily amused. Uh, introduced Patrick, uh, the other guy, Patrick, to his congregation at Grace Woodlands Church, north of Houston, by saying the lieutenant governor is someone that God has given us at the very top. Uh, if the nation is to be saved, it's going to take some leaders who, beyond their concern about being reelected, will stand for values that are critical to the future of this nation, Riggle said. Dan Patrick is one of those. And then... And then uh, Patrick took the sa- stage and and said, uh, "This is not a race between Republicans and Democrats. This is about darkness and light. This is a race about power and principalities. And the devil is at full work in this country." Yeah, and and he and he's in his name. He has the faces of Donald Trump, Elon Musk, uh, Mitch McConnell. You get the idea. And he later added, "I don't even recognize the other party. It's been taken over by communists and socialists." Better communists and socialists than fucking fascists. Yeah. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, and I did skip over this initially, uh, O'Rourke was basically just saying, hey, you know what? If our votes were not important, they wouldn't be trying so hard to keep us from voting. So, you know, he was... He, O'Rourke, to his credit, he wasn't sitting there invoking all the, 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 the scare tactics. You know, at least the biblical ones. The, if he's employing anything, it's basically uh, voter disenfranchising. Voter suppression. That's the actual word I need. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, again, again, we, we will keep reiterating, this is very much illegal and churches should not be doing this now if you want to have like if you as like individual pastor into pastor t individual want to endorse individual t politician on your own dime as yourself and not your church no problem with that but when you bring your church into it and your church endorses it as a church or you as a representative of your church endorses it endorses them rather that's when we have issues because we're not supposed to that's not supposed to be a thing you know although i will say let's see um blah, 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 blah. Let's see texas law tax law experts told public public uh, that pastors supportive candidates violated the johnson amendment uh, experts also raised concerns about what appeared to be the church's failure to give equal time to their opponents um <laughs> uh that's 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 not the reason why it's illegal buddy um, and a church does you are not required i don't i don't care if it's a church or if it's a college campus or wherever you are not required to give equal time unless it's some unless it's like you know for for something like this you don't have to like you don't you know a democratic led group does not have to give a their republican opponent the same amount of airtime as the democrats get from them in fact, I'm pretty sure Republicans do that all the time on, on the other foot. Wouldn't be surprised. How many ads are out there with, with all of these Republican candidates trying to fearmonger about, oh, Joe Biden's bringing crime. He, he left the borders open. They're going to kill your babies and all of that. And it's just, ah. I see more of those than I do any Democratic ads. Uh, yeah. Oh. And speaking of which, I don't remember if I mentioned it the previous episode. But I want to bring it up here because it kind of fits in with the theme a little bit. So a couple months ago, I was waiting for a load and I decided, you know what? I don't need to be waiting here. I'm going to go get lunch. So I went to get lunch. And as I'm eating my food, this, this dude approaches me. And he's like, "Are you? do you live in Joliet? Are you a voter? And I said, yeah, I live in Joliet. And he handed me his card. The candidate's name is Scott Green. Uh, G-R-E-E-N-E. And and he gave me this card, and it was like, okay, yeah, all right, whatever. And and as I mentioned to Becky when I when I when I messaged this to her, I almost broke because among other things, he went on about how schools are teaching comprehensive sex education to kindergartners and complaining how the schools got money for the lockdown, you know, for COVID. I was like. Uh, schools got to keep in operation at some point, especially if, you know, if schools decide they don't want to shut down, but they still need some sort of funding. Education needs funding, with or without COVID. Uh, and, 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 and I literally, when he started going off about the kindergartner one, I almost laughed in his face. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just so absurd. 
Uh. And I mean, the kindergartners, and also, he also claimed that they were going to teach third graders about anal sex. No. Like, that, that does not happen. I'm sorry. No. If, if, if your third grader is learning about anal sex, then you need to keep a lo- tighter lock on your porn stash, my man. Uh, you know, and that was something that my dad learned the hard way. <clears throat> hmm. uh, but I did, I did look at, at Green's site and, of course, went to his, like, about page. His, 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 I, I don't want to say manifesto because I don't think that's the right word for it. But, um, but it reads as such. This is a true grassroots effort. I know it's a well-used term lately, but it's true. I'm a family man. Good for you. I work every har- I work hard every day to provide for my family. Good for you. I believe in the one true God. I love my country, the United States of America. Okay. Past few years, I've watched this country on a decline. Well, I mean, that's what you get when you when you elect Trump into office. Uh, even with a great leadership like our 45th president. Oh, here we go. I still saw this country and even the great state of Illinois heading in a direction that was not favorable. That was in part of the, for, because of the 45th president. He's not the only factor, but he is a major factor. I moved back here about five years ago and never once did I think I would enter a political race. It's for the elites, right? Well, I mean, depending on what race you're talking about. Could be. Uh, but as I looked around, I noticed I was not being represented. I certainly was not being represented by Democrats, and sadly, the Republicans in office seemed compromised. I asked, who is going to represent me? Who is going to care for the generations to come? Best answer I could come up with is me. Um, and, and if any of you are, are, are thinking of the whole, that old George Carlin gif where he's you know, masturbating the air, that's, that's what's going through my mind. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh... Been told my opponent is entrenched. Been in office for a long time. He wants to, you know, he's, he's wanting to give people an excellent option to vote for. Buddy, you ain't it. You ain't it. Um, I'm a strong Christian. Okay, good for you. Decisions of state Repub- a state representative will be God-centered. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. Because not everybody in the state of Illinois cares about what your God thinks. And it's just, ah. Uh. And... Here's, here is a line that, that kind of threw me off a bit. This is, that is the only way Illinois will experience restoration. Restoration from what? Can you tell me that? Can you tell me what it's from? Uh, I'm a conservative. I believe in fiscal responsibility, balanced budgets, cutting taxes. No doubt this, ta- this state needs a lot of tax cuts. I am pro-family. I am pro-life. Ah, of course he's pro-life. Because pro-life, as we know it now, is basically just anti-woman, as George Carlin once so put it in the 90s. Uh, but cutting taxes? Okay, who are you cutting the taxes for? Like, like, like who, who are those taxes going to? That's what I want to know. Balanced budgets? Okay, tax the billionaires more. There, surely there are, there are, you know, the upper 1% of Illinois. I'm pretty sure the majority of them are in Chicago. You tax them, and there you go. Boom. I'll be a true representative for the people. Not interested in selling my soul or compromising my principles. Blah, 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 blah. And this guy, he, he is local. As in, he, this, is, this is the guy running in my district. And that's like, oh, you motherfucker. Uh, platform, yeah. 
Yeah, the word I was looking for earlier is platform. Um, but yeah, just what the fuck? I, I hope he, I hope he crashes and burns so hard. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'll laugh and I'll actually laugh in his face if he does, but um, the desire will still be there. Uh, which, by the way, if you're in America and you and you're listening to this on the day it goes up, uh, tomorrow's the day you the last day you can go and actually go and vote, like in person or whatever. Um, yeah, have your votes in by then, uh, and and vote in your local elections. Vote vote these midterms, you know. Vote as vote however you can and whenever you can. So, uh, so yeah, that that little side trip is done. Um, <laughs> So back to the actual article itself. Um, again, it's it's basically a case of I, I'm I'm kind of get I kind of got some of the things. Oh, uh, there was there was one thing. Oh yeah, about the whole um, uh, giving both candidates equal time to make their statement or whatever. Um, it's like you know I would not be surprised if. Some of those experts didn't have a problem with it when, when it was like all of these Republicans. And they might still have the, that same problem. But I'm pretty sure when all of these Republicans have been blatantly breaking this law, you know, going against the Johnson Amendment and everything like that, nobody was whining about them giving Democrats equal footing in their, in their spaces because they don't have to. That's, and, and that's their right, you know. It's like, fine, whatever. But... I see th- I see them go on about Better O'Rourke and like, okay, where, where's Abbott's platform? Are you going to give Abbott a platform too? It's like, they don't have to give Abbott a platform. Just, he does not have to. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I've, I've kind of rambled on about this too much. Uh, we'll start, we'll start with Ricky. What do you think about all this? It's not something I can, I mean, don't stoop to their level for a kickoff. Like, you know, O'Rourke should not be sowing himself by doing something like what the Republicans do, because that doesn't make him look good. Right. But it's the whole church and separation isn't something I can really um, relate to, because we don't have that problem over here. We never have. Right. Like, there's no, there's, you know, <laughs> it's hard for me to really. <laughs> speak on that because it's kind of a I won't say it's a purely American thing but it's mainly an American thing from my point of view because like I say over here not for centuries has the church really had any sway of getting into politics over here which is the way it should be really I'll just say that yeah <laughs> uh, uh, so oh sorry go ahead no, I wasn't going to say anything more. I just coughed. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scully, how about you? What do you have? You got any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, seriously, just, you know, church shouldn't be a place to, you know, uh, go off on any political position. I mean, I mean, I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care if it's like a leftist, a rightist, a centrist. It, you just don't do that. It, it's against the law. And, you know, so many churches are probably getting away with it. Like, I mean, they need to start enforcing it. Yeah. Either well, enforce it or take away their tax exempt status. Mm-hmm. 
but and and I and I know some people think, well, wait, if they do that, then they'll start whining about it. Yeah, they will. But and and y'all are familiar with uh, Pastor Greg Locke, right? He's one of those televan uh, not televangelists, but he's one of those. He's he's one of those far right uh, nutter butters, as uh, Owen Morgan calls him, uh, yeah. down in Tennessee. He he sat there and he sat there and claimed that the government took his taxes except stand status away and all of that. And it's like, uh, you you just you just want so much to be persecuted, don't you? Don't you? Don't you, Greggy? You just want to be persecuted so badly. You just want it so badly. Ain't that adorable? That's not adorable. Uh, but yeah, people like him. Um, uh, Eli, what about your thoughts? Well, like I said, you shouldn't be campaigning for any side in a church. But sadly, they're, sadly the Republicans' biggest audience for a while has been Christians. So yeah. if they're going, I understand them campaigning there. But with the Democrat guy going there, too, I'm like, don't do that. You're making us look bad. Yeah. It's not a matter in this case, excuse me, of whether or not I agree with their politics. It's that the politics should not be a factor if you're going to church at all. Yeah. And it's like churches from what I grew up believing should be open to everybody. And I mean everybody. You know, it should the churches should be a safe space for everybody in, in just wherever they are. That's one of the things that they isn't that one of the things that they do in certain video games? It's like here, here is a church. It is a literally a safe space. You know Yeah, I, I was gonna say how intertaught is this. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they the people that want to use church to just be bullies. You know, an actual bully pulpit. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. But I will I will say this. Having having had this go through my mind while we were going through all of this, if I do not like uh, O'Rourke or any Democrat doing this kind of thing that the Republicans are doing, however, if it gets the if it gets everybody uh, to wake up and be like, hey, none of this should be there, and it fucks over the Republicans this way too, then I would say, okay, it's a bit of a trip, but the trip also took out the Republicans. I don't exactly like the way it happened, but you know what? I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> Again, don't like it, but at the end results, I, I can I can be down with. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see. All right. Our next one is one that's – oh, oh yeah. It's, it's a Twitter thread that uh, Scully put in. And, oh, uh, yeah, Musk bought Twitter, didn't he? That happened between the last two episodes. Yep. Fucking hell. And, and it's already going to shit. Yeah. And so th- this, this thread that Scully shared uh, from, uh, from Aaron Stewart on uh, handle of some bad, some bad ideas, you would, you would think that would be Elon Musk's handle, but no. Uh, uh, let's see. He says, if you don't pay the $8, uh, the $8, your tweets will be suppressed by an algorithm. And the $8 is for, like, the $8, quote-unquote, blue checkmark fee. 
is basically what it is. Um, and he sent it to a room of investors and claimed that this would solve hate speech. You'll have to scroll really far to see unverified users. Now, I don't think any of us in this, in this particular episode, in this recording channel, none of us are verified. At least not by Twitter. I'm Holly verified, but, you know, that's, that's Holly verification. Which I think is a lot better because Holly is good people. I'm not even on Twitter, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good idea. Yeah. Um, but Aaron does go on in his thread to say, This wrecks Twitter. And in, in his own words, caught on camera, you won't really see what your friends are posting, even in your own replies, if they don't pay for it. So his genius idea is banning, oh, shadow banning free users. And, and, and there's another video he posted uh, about joking about hiring half of Twitter staff and then whining about advertisers claiming, we've made no change in our operations. You fired half your staff. Yeah, you did. And there's like a whole list of advertisers that jumped ship because of Musk. And it's not because of anything we're doing. Like we, we the end users are doing. Although there is a thing to, for, to encourage users to go and block all of these advertisers that have like the promoted ads and shit. And that's, I'm sure, is part of it. Because the idea is, it's not that we hate the, these brands. We, we may like the brands. We just hate Musk even more. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm. And, and apparently he also made the claim that humanoid robots will create a limitless economy. Yeah, right. You can't even, you can't even fix a car door. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Uh, having any kind of limitless economy doesn't necessarily work out too well. Um, anybody who has used cookie, who has played cookie clicker and gotten, gotten, uh, like millions upon trillions upon just, just all of the, all of the cookies at once. Yeah. That, 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 that breaks your game and that'll break the economy. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. what, what, mm -hmm. I can't believe that I'm the, that I'm the one who pointed this out and not Gilmer. But when he said humanoid robots, my mind immediately went to sex robots. <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah, it'll make a limitless economy. But but if but if but if I buy a sex robot, it won't be from you. Exactly. God no. Yeah, because he buying a test buying a Tesla sex robot is just like that old Eddie Murphy joke. Put your dick in it and it explodes. Oh God. <laughs> uh. I, I like explosions of, of the Pinot variety, but not like that. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ugh. Folks, if, if you're going to get a sex doll, like we said, like he said, don't get it from Tesla. You know, get it, get it from a reputable source. One that will not accidentally clamp and, and clamp your dick right off. Because I'm willing to bet if Imagine... Tesla did that, there would, that would be something that would happen. <laughs> Imagine somebody buying a Penta sex doll. They just open the box and boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, Lordy. Uh, how, long do we, how long do we give it before Musk is trying to flog this off on someone else? Oh. Ah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's already trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he's. I I guarantee he's looking for an exit. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So, oh, yeah. I mean, he was he was he was looking for one even before he bought him when he realised because that's what he came up with the whole he, they lied about how many bots there were. Like he did not want to buy this. He's got lumbered with it. Yeah, and oh, so and the latest update to this thread, which came out about an hour or so, one or two hours before we started recording, uh, the Twitter uh, update notes on on at least on iOS. Starting today, we're adding great new features to Twitter Blue and have more on the way soon. Get Twitter Blue for $7.99 a month if you sign up now. Blue checkmark, power to the people. Your account will get a blue checkmark, just like the celebrities, companies, and politicians you already follow. Coming soon, half the ads and much better ones. Since you're supporting Twitter in the battle against the bots, we're going to reward you with half the ads and make them twice as relevant. Half the ads? Are you fucking kidding me? The, 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 what are you, fucking Hulu? Uh, let's see. Plus, uh, if I'm paying for your service, there better be no ads. Exactly. Which, which is why... <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Post longer videos. You'll finally be able to post longer videos to Twitter. Yeah, some, yeah. I, like I said, some good came out of this because somebody apparently bought Twitter Blue just so they could upload the entire SpongeBob Wet Painters episode. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh. And and also, if you want to if you want to get around that, you could just technically upload them to YouTube and post the link there. There you go. There's your longer video posted. And Twitter, yeah. at least on at least on desktop, uh, it embeds the video. Last I checked. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I would say I would say Twitter's not as bad about copyright. But I'm just gonna say it's not as bad about copyright until until recently. Yeah. Yeah, because I think even Becky's account got got locked down for a little bit because of like a few seconds of Kenny Loggins's Footloose was playing in the background of one of her dog videos. Like, excuse Seriously? me. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? It's just... Excuse me? Just, goddamn. Uh. And you know, and you know it's not Loggins himself. He probably, he's probably fine with it. It's probably whatever record company that, that owns the song and everything. It's like, fuck off. And, and here's what was circled in this update. Priority ranking for quality content. Your content will get priority ranking in replies, mentions, and search. This helps lower the visibility of scams, spam, and bots. Now, I'm pretty sure, and, and I could be totally wrong. You could, as, as somebody who makes Twitter bots, you could make the bot, sign the bot up for Twitter Blue, and there you go. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I just ruined Musk's entire plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna test it out, but I mean, I bet someone someone's going to. Yeah. And it's and and, and also scam spam. Um, you mean you mean like the people that immediately started spouting off the N word as soon as word came down that Musk had bought Twitter? Yep, I saw that and some like really bad transphobia too. Because of course there's always transphobia. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Fuckers. Ugh. But just uh, is there is there more to this thread or 
No, that that is the actual end. Okay, but yeah, just what the fuck? Just Elon Musk could be his own his own goddamn thing. He's like, what the hell, man? Uh, and all because all because he has a he, his 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 ego is similar to Trump's. They're so fragile. You could probably it would probably just take a small child going up and laugh pointing and laughing at something they find silly upon them, and and their 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 internal uh brain meats are reduced to crying child status. Uh, yeah. well, the only problem is you put them both in positions of power and they can fuck over multiple people with just one tantrum. Yeah. Uh, and and somebody also mentioned that uh somebody's that, that if you have if you're like a billionaire, you know, there are better things you can do than than just sit on Twitter all the time, which is true. But I also think if you're going to, maybe you should do something better with your time on Twitter than trying to uplift Nazis. You know, you have billions of dollars and you make money hand over fist over fist over fist. And so, you know, maybe help out the people that you're supposedly trying to do this for. I'm saying I'm saying you could set uh, hundreds of maybe thousands of people up for life as a billionaire. But Elon won't do it. It's all about money and power to him. Speaking of that, can we go back to that first point for a little bit, uh, where he's where he was claiming that the verification thing would thing would solve would solve hate speech because the algorithm would block unver would would lower the presence of unverified accounts. Yeah, because it's not like the most hateful people on Twitter are rich people who can afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Not like fucking Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro or, or verified. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. And that's and that and that's accepting that running your site based on an algorithm works, which we know it doesn't. Hi YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking algorithms. Just and yeah and and oh wait, was wasn't wasn't it somebody who I don't remember if he was verified at the time. But uh, somebody who caused, who who, who stirred up an, a a certain event in 2021, somewhere around January, uh, something about an incident. Yeah, it's Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like so. Even this whole idea, oh, it'll it'll catch the hate speech. No, you're just going to amplify it more. You dumb, stupid fuck. Half your ideas aren't even your own. You just. You just take other people's ideas and call them yours because you put money into it. Who the fuck cares? You don't own the idea just because you put money into it. Ugh. You know, helping people with your ideas is is it's it, it's not meant to make you money back, unless unless the person you're helping explicitly says, "Yeah, we're gonna give you money back for this." If not, fuck off. All right. So our next story we've got uh, is out of the UK, and this is one Ricky had put in. Uh, let me make sure I got this right. Uh, Rishi Sunak uh, risks fallout from bringing Suella Braverman on board. Now, now Ricky, you you brought this to me. You know, brought this to me, put it in the thread, and you're from the UK, so you could you probably would have a better uh, understanding and grasp of the situation here. Um, uh, can can you can you tell us a little bit more about it? Because I'm probably going to end up butchering it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries, Begonia. Yeah, uh, Rishi Sunak is our new Prime Minister after Liz Truss's record-breaking shortest term ever in office as Prime Minister. 
as me and Michelle covered in our UK politics special of Thespian Talk. Go and look it up on YouTube. Um, he got the required 100 uh, backings from uh, Tory member party members to become that. Um, and one of his first things was to bring back Suella Braveman, who had been Liz Truss's Home Secretary, whose uh, shining moment of bullshit and horrendous personery was to say at the party conference on camera that she dreams of mass deportation of immigrants from Britain. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, you know what that's called? That's called fascism. Yeah. It is. It is, totally. Uh, she then was one of the ones who stabbed Truss in the back by resigning when it became quite obvious that uh, Truss was a dead duck as Prime Minister. And then, once Sunak got in, she immediately somehow slips back into being the Home Secretary. Yeah, the leopards won't eat my face. Never thought they would do that. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And true to form, he, she has turned into a dumpster fire again and is now potentially threatening to bring down Sunak's government. Um, what's come to light is there is a a processing, I don't want to say camp, but it, that's technically what it is. It's a processing camp that's where immigrants are meant to go through, they're meant to get their names taken, all details, etc., and then they will be found a place to stay while they go through the process of working out, do these people have a legitimate reason to claim asylum here? Um, is there a reason to, you know, can they actually stay here, or do we unfortunately have to say, no, you, we have to send you back? because there is no legal reason for you to be here or, or whatever. Or basically to find out, you know, is this somebody who's actually a wanted criminal? Yeah. Um, they're meant to be there an hour, at most two hours, while this happens. Obviously, you understand there's going to be delays because of how many people can be coming through the camp at any one time. Oh, yeah. What's been discovered, and I... It needs to be pointed out there is no proper shelter at this place for people to stay long term. What has been discovered is that people are being kept there well over a week uh, before the, before they are processed. Fucking hell! And and even sometimes after their details have been taken. What the shit? We've no idea how long this has been going on for, as far as I can tell, from what the when I've been looking up, nobody seems to be able to give a definitive answer of when this bottleneck started. Mm. Braveman has come forward, because uh, Braveman has been accused, I want to make that very clear, because this has not been confirmed one way or the other, Right. has been accused of blocking legislation that would have sped this process up. Ugh. <sighs> She's claiming, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I did not block anything, I didn't do it. Oh, hi, Mark. Unas <laughs> unnamed aides and sources are saying she did block it because she refused to bring this legislation to Parliament to be voted on. Right. Again, that's alleged. No idea what we, what we can say is she did, and Tory party, since Cameron has come into power 
has refused France's offer to send people over to Calais, where most of these immigrants, again, legal and illegal, are coming through. France said, look, why don't you send some of your border people over here? We will allow you to set up a processing camp. You can process them before they even come across the channel. That's a, that seems good. And basically the Tories have told France to go stuff themselves over it because they don't want to pay for it. Wow. Cheap and then they're also turning... And then they're also turning around and accusing France of not doing anything to stop the boats coming across the channel. They offered you a place to process your immigrants. What do you, what yeah. do you expect them to do? Well, okay, we know what they expect them to do. Or, or at least we can oh, yeah. guess. Yes. Mm. Yes, they, they, don't, they, don't want the, 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 they don't want to be taking the blame for this. They know it's their fault, but they don't want to be blamed for it. And the ironic thing is, uh, Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, actually managed to throw Sunak's... I think it was Sunak. Yeah, it was Su I think it was Sunak's own words back at him at a recent uh, Prime Minister's question time. Huh. Because, um, again, I think it was Sunak. Somebody had made a comment um, that uh, Labour couldn't blame um, someone on the... Uh, Tories when they'd been in power because it was it was going back to the um the financial crash mm -hmm. um, back in whenever it was uh, and Sunak basically said they can't blame us for some of the decisions that have had to be made in the recent in the time since because they were in power when the crash happened. Starmer basically stood up and thing and said, you know. The Tories can't blame anyone for the immigration policies. They've been in power for the last 12 years. Uh. Uh. And Sunak's face was a picture. <laughs> well, damn. And it's like, yeah, think, think before you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this whole thing of like, of like, oh, it's the party that has the most power, that's the most responsible, and it's like, at, at least over here, like you see, you see, inflation is going up, rent for prices are going up, and they're all everybody's blaming it on the Democrats, blaming it on the Democrats, and it's like, no, I'm pretty sure Joe Biden does not have that much control over things, um, nor do a lot yeah. of the the federal stuff. I don't think they do. If they if they do, they're not doing it. Um, yeah. But but a lot of it is down to like the local level, like if if. If your rent rates are going up, you look at your city. Like, like right here, if the rent for this apartment goes up, I'll first look at the landlord, and the landlord, and I could be like, okay, why? And he tells me, I'm like, okay. Then I go look at the city council, I'll be like, okay, what the fuck? You know, we don't need this shit. You know, we need prices to come down. Do you, do you, you know, we, I mean, there, I mean, it's just, ugh. We have actual homeless people, and we have places we could technically put the homeless, but no. We don't want to do that because that might that might that might raise that might raise the rent a little bit. It might it might raise it, well not rent. It might it might, it might raise the, the, the rich people's uh, uh, taxes a little too much. Which which I, I, I actually have I'm on next door because like, yeah, you know, I wanna I wanna keep the keep an eye on the local flavor or whatever. And 
And here in Illinois, there is an amendment up on the up on the voting block for that's basically the workers' rights amendment, which in short gives workers more power to negotiate and do things uh, for you know for their jobs or whatever. Um, you know, I don't I don't have all the details in front of me. I didn't think I would be bringing it up. So, but uh, this guy uh, from one of the local guys says, "Don't vote for F O R E." The Workers' Rights Amendment. It's only for government workers that needs to have a vote to change to, to amendment on the government laws. They need to have a vote for property tax reform first and foremost. But all, after all these years, they never do it. Workers' Rights Amendment will raise our taxes, including property taxes, even higher. <clears throat> Your issue is that it might raise property taxes? Who owns property, sir? Who do you think owns property? <laughs> By and large, it's the rich people. Now, yep. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be fully honest here. When my parents pass, I'm going to own property. I am nowhere near rich. I would be one of those exceptions to that rule. Although, I would probably also, you know, I would probably work out a thing to where people can afford, affordably live in whatever properties are available when and if I'm not there to do it myself. Or even if I am, I can sublet. Point being, the majority of the people that this would affect are rich people. And you're you're worried about property taxes, dude? Really? But with all that said, um, uh, on on the on the uh, 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 UK politics thing, uh, Scully, do you do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, well, my only thought is what a clusterfuck, and holy shit. What's going on with those fucking pretty much concentration camps? Uh, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is not a bigger story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eli, how about you? Well, I don't know how much of that, how much of uh, what, what me and Ricky were talking about is going to be preserved in the recording, but, I'll, but if not, I'll try and I'll try and add the short version. Like in America. We we do still have the concentration camp problem as well, and not for nothing. If you're, it's it doesn't solve the problem obviously, but if you're not if you don't want what you're doing to be compared to a concentration camp, don't have the word camp in what you're doing. Exactly. Like, yeah. And uh, also, this is horrible, and it needs and it needs to be stopped. And Obviously, she never should have been invited back into power in the first place because we knew she because well the U, well the people in the UK knew that she was going to do something like this. Yeah, it's like we done been known. Well, we're gonna bring her back anyway. You fool! I, that doesn't even deserve the soundbite for that. It's just it's just you fool. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we'll have a few more stories for you, and then we'll uh, wrap up. So we'll see you then. All right. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to this little mid-roll segment. Um, I've come to find out that it's becoming more and more uh, common, or at least among the podcasts that I listen to, that people do a lot of their um, ad, re- ad break stuff right here in the middle. Like, uh, not necessarily like... Like I've been doing, like with the anchor ad break or whatever, but I mean like the self promotion. That's what I mean, and just the little housekeeping and stuff all in the middle. So it's like, huh? 
I'm obviously I can't say, oh, they 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 pulled it off of me or whatever. It's like no. For one thing, I haven't been doing the promotional stuff in the middle, outside of like the pre-recorded Patreon ad. Um, but that's about it. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the final two episodes of Thespian Talk that'll be coming out. Um, the first one is just going to be your basic standard with the four of us, uh, me, Michelle, Scully, and uh, Ricky. And then the final one, this is what I want to do, and hopefully by the next time I talk in this, we'll have had it happen. And, and by the way, pardon any vehicles you hear in the background. I live downtown. Um, uh, but hopefully by then I'll have locked in some, like, because I want to bring back, like, some of the older guests. No, I say guests. Uh, co-hosts and all of that, you know. And bring, you know, bring bring Ari back for a little bit for a segment. Bring uh, Holly and, and Kat and Omega back for a segment. Um, bring Aaron and Rosen back for a segment. That sort of thing. Uh, these, these are all former co-hosts who have been like official co-hosts uh, that I want to bring back for, for the finale. Um, and then from there, once this show wraps up, I do have a couple of other podcast ideas that I'll, I'll probably go into a little bit more with the follow-up segment uh, for the next episode. Uh, I do want to talk to some people about it. Some some you might have seen like throughout Thespian Talk, some maybe you know some new... At least new for us <laughs> uh, here, um, but yeah. So um, it's gonna be gonna be an interesting thing. And also in the final episode, I am gonna reveal what the whole. Um, if if I haven't done if I hadn't done so on social media already, um, I'll likely reveal what the new branding is gonna be, like any new shows that I'm gonna be working on, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, these again, the the final episode, the people that I want to have come back um i'm gonna you know get in touch with them um and uh hopefully i will have done that before this goes live i mean i've got like a day once i get all the editing done but um but yeah so it'll be cool it'll be cool um uh so yeah that's that's it for this week i hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode um you know we've been what you know eli's been wanting to get on i've been wanting to get him on but just just different things happen, whether it was scheduling, whether or just in my case being, you know, just uh, not averse because Eli, not averse, but uh, uh, I, I guess just a little gun shy about bringing on guests, especially with the schedule as being as hectic as it has been. Um, and I'll and I'll say it probably again, like like yeah, I'm so sorry it took so long to get to this, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like you know, and, and and he played it up on random a his first our first appearance on there together. So I, I know we're, I know we're all good. Eli's a friend. So anyway, um, enjoy the rest of the episode and, um, I'll see you back again next time for the penultimate episode. See ya. And we are back from our break. And, uh, yeah. So right before our break, uh, uh during recording, uh, Ricky had to step out a bit for a bit of an emergency. Uh, hopefully, hopefully everything is okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like I don't feel right, you know, going into any details. Uh, but hopefully everything works out okay, and he'll be, he'll be able to come back on the next episode or even later this one, um, whichever whichever the case may be. Um, but yeah. So uh, with that said, we're gonna go ahead and go on. Um, where am I at? Okay. So this is this is one that Eli put in the in the thread, and I think it's something that's probably also gonna be covered on what the fuck is wrong with you. Um, 
But somebody, somebody on uh, November third, uh, got we got webcam foot. No, I say webcam. Uh, uh, security camera. Security footage. camera. Yeah, that's the word I need. Uh, about a man in a red hat uh, firebombing a to- Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I was about to say slut shop. No, it's a donut shop. After I host a drag queen event, I don't know. I know. I know where I got. I know where I got slut shop from is because Tulsa backwards is a slut. So, you know what a slut backwards is? Hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, you started it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know. Uh, but yeah. So, and and and. That just brings up a whole bunch of bullshit that also has been going it down. Thank you, fucking far right, you fucking assholes. You know, just the, the the attacks on trans people and just people in drag in general. You know, people who don't conform to the heteronormative lifestyle that people like Pat Robertson or Greg Locke or anybody else thinks you should be living in. And they have the balls, the cojones, the hubris maybe? To think that everybody should live the same way they do and will do anything, any means necessary to make it that way. Let me tell you something, all right? I may, I, I may be heterosexual. But I am also not a Christian. I am an agnostic atheist. I am not a monogamist. I actually, and, and that's actually another thing between these two episodes, I have basically a little polycule building up. Building up. So... Definitely not monogamous. You know, I am polyamorous, along with my girlfriend, who is also polyamorous. And and pretty much everybody I'm into is not straight. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm not going to conform to that. Neither are any of my partners or polycule mates or whatever labels they happen to be in. Like, like I bathe in a bay of bisexuals, generally speaking. There is nothing heteronormative about anybody that I'm around. So if you come around, you know, Greg Locke or, or, or whoever, and you start telling me and my, and my friends and my loved ones that they are less than human, they are not American, or any other dehumanizing thing just because they are who they are, you can go fuck yourself. And if you do it in front of me, you're, somebody's going to have to hold me back because none of us can afford bail. So, yeah. So to people like this guy who firebombed the donut shop, fuck you. I, I, I just, I, I hope, I, I, I like to hope that, that he gets everything he deserves. And I do mean deserves. Not, 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 this, not this, you know, going on trial and having the crocodile tears and being let off for however, for whatever slap on the wrist he got. I'm looking at you, Kyle Rittenhouse. Ugh. Just, just no. I, I, I hope, I hope he goes down hard. Whoever this guy is. Yep. Uh. And look, as as someone who is a member of the Alphabet Mafia, as I've heard it referred to, there's, it still amazes me that there are so many people who are part of it that exclude other parts like like there there are there's there's biphobia and transphobia even within the queer community and i'm like what are you doing like like 
it wasn't it wasn't that long ago that we that we were just as that the more the more openly accepted members members of of that the more widely known part let's say parts of parts of said alphabet mafia the the lesbians and the gays were 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 just as marginalized as these as the people who who, who were trans who were who, who are who are trans who yeah. who were who were bisexual and yet and the fact that people feel the need to exclude people from the movement because oh you're not really one of us like that that mentality has always bothered me because of course they fucking are yeah yeah and 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 believe me and don't get although don't get me started on the people who try to try to claim that pedophilia is a sexuality no it fucking isn't oh fuck that shit oh no 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 the, 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 the most I would give them is you cannot help you who you're, you are attracted to, you know, the mental-wise or whatever. What you can help is your actions afterward. Like, I'm, like there's a waitress at the diner that I frequent that's just downstairs, and she is gorgeous. I, I think she is. I think she looks great. You know, she hits all of those particular buttons. But I'm not going to do shit because, number one, when I see her, she's working. Number two, I think she is in a monogamous marriage. That ain't going to happen. So, yeah, I find her attractive. Nothing's going to happen because that would be fucked up. That would constitute her cheating. And that would also get me in trouble, at least with Becky, because that would be a breaking of, of just it's just those boundaries. It's just no, no. And and the same can be said, and and this is a probably the worst comparison I can make, but you know, going back to the 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 the, the pedophilia, pedophilia febophilia thing, I, I know febophilia wasn't me- originally mentioned, but you know, anyway, you are attracted to who you're going to be attracted to. Your actions is what we see, because I'm willing to bet I could probably walk out the road, see three people, one of them might be attracted to children. But I'm not going to know because, A, none of my business, and, B, maybe they would be a person to be like, okay, this is wrong. I'm going to seek help about this, whatever. They're not just going to go out there and do it. That, that's my thing. I've, and, I've, I've, oh, sorry, go ahead. And if you, and if you are, if, if it's not like just a power thing, in which case you need to be in jail anyway. Yeah. But if you, but if you, but if you really have that issue, you re- I really recommend that that you that not only that you get the help that you need, and if all else fails, might I recommend sterilization? <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, because it's like, ooh. Uh, but it's just. I've said it before on the podcast several times in several previous episodes, but the the line is drawn for me is when you actively are harming children. If you are not actively harming children with your actions, I'll make fun of you. I might tell you you need some help, but I, I won't I won't come after you in a oh my god we got to take you down kind of way. The moment you harm a child, bets are off. Nuts are crunched. 
or the equivalent if you don't have nuts. Because it's not just men who could be pedophiles. We, we all know this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so fuck bigots. And fuck, fuck the all-encompassing queer-phobic fuckers. And, and if you're a biphobic, go kick. Go, go, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. Just... Uh. Also, getting back to the actual story that I posted, because we went on a bit of a tangent about homophobia in general. Yeah. The guy... The story that the story that was actually posted was a guy in a, a guy quote in a red hat. Gee, I wonder what kind of red hat it was. Mm-hmm. Firebombed a Tulsa, Oklahoma donut shop after it hosted a drag queen event. Now, first of all, this is horrible. Second, your guy lost. Get over it. I know he said he's probably gonna he's probably gonna campaign and again in twenty twenty four. In which case, I hope he gets left out of the ballot box. Mm-hmm. And and third, of all the things, of all the things to do, if to to, to try to try and attack, if you're a if you're a white guy, hey, the one thing that I don't think the police are going to let you get away with is destroying a donut shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do love them donuts. But, they're like, oh hell no, click click. <laughs> yeah, just dude. Uh, and I, you know, and you know what? I've been to drag shows a few times. You know, it was it was cool. Yeah, they're, they're fun. People in drag, you know, drag queens. They're they're the nicest people I've ever met. Although I will say, my first experience kind of threw me off a little bit because I had no idea what I was getting into. And and bear in mind, this was like back in like college like uh 2000 like i want to say about 2002 ish like early 2002 so and and so it's like hey we're gonna go to this we're gonna go to this bar i'm like all right sure you know because after after show cast party and all that shit it's like all right we show up and i'm you know me being me i'm like okay let's see who's here you know and i see somebody walk outside i'm like oh hey she looks she looks really cute and i walk up and turns out that was that was not a she and i'm like oh oh and i had a bit of a culture shock there let's let's just leave it at that obviously yeah. i had gotten a lot better and it's like oh okay <laughs> now now it's like yeah and yeah, it's nothing to me but at the time like 20 year old not really exposed much to the lgbtq you know uh community at that particular point yeah so <laughs> Uh, Which, yeah, go ahead. Which, circling back to the very first story that we covered, it's more important that moments like that are why it is important to educate children on these things. Yeah, because if because if you had had that education, you would know what to expect going in. Oh yeah, and also and also and also it would probably kill a lot of future homophobia. Oh yeah. Ah, but it's just oh, they, they, yeah. Growing up, growing up in the taint of Florida, fun. Ah, but yeah, I, 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 I think we've all went on about how much we wanted to go on on this one, haven't we? Or is there anything else anybody wants to add to this? Or no, I think I think I'm good. All right, uh, Eli. 
I think I've said all I want to say. Awesome. All right. So next one is one that I put in. Uh, I think it was me who put it in. Yeah. Because uh, speaking of speaking of educating children, uh, the Berenstain yeah. Bears. The the Berenstain Bears. They've always seemed kind of harmless to me over the years, and I was like, okay, cool. What I didn't know is that the books had been passed on to uh, uh, Mike Bernstein, who is the son of uh, the original. I think it was the original. I think both of his parents were the Stan, authors. Yeah, Stan and Jen Bernstein. Okay, but yeah, so he's since taken it over, and a couple of the more recent books that he's written out, written with these characters. Includes God Bless Our Country and Keep the Faith. And according to the guy who posted about it on Twitter, Keep the Faith is about brother and sister's nerd friend telling them he believes in science, not God. So Mama and Papa bring over the family preacher to keep brother and sister from having independent thoughts. Okay, that's even even worse than I thought it was. Like, holy shit. Just goddamn. Oh, and apparently his Thanksgiving one is twelve types of yikes. Uh, uh, with the excerpt being, the whole family helped set the table. It was indeed a. I was going to. I think it's magnificent. It got cut off a little bit. Thanksgiving feast. That's a shame there aren't any native bears here to share with," said brother. Never fear," said Gramps, seating himself at the head of the table. My great-great-grandmother was one-quarter native bear, and I'm ready to share. Let's eat. Bruh. Bruh. Dude. Wow. Like, like, I do remember back in the day there was another Berenstain Bear book that dealt with racism, which was about a family of panda bears moving in next door. And and that whole book was like, yeah, their culture is different than ours, but ultimately they're just, they're still people. Yeah. So, and that's a good message. Like, from what I can tell, Stan and Jen Berenstain were Christian, but they never made it, made their values overtly Christian in their books. They, the books are about teaching lessons to kids, but they're basic lessons about being a good person, yeah. like being considerate of others. And and it start and it started out ironically enough they were t- they wrote they wrote some of their first bo- some of their first books based on their experience with raising a baby which I can imagine which was just Mike and now he's now he's grown up and doing this and I can see Papa and Mama Bear just shaking their heads at what at what their son has become. <laughs> yeah, because some of the other examples of like past books. They they do bring up the panda bear, uh, the one. They also brought up uh, the the one the uh, one where the uh, where Papa became a militant feminist when the boys formed a club and excluded sister. Okay, that sounds pretty amazing. I've never actually seen that one. Yeah, and of course there are like some of the, and of course some people are putting up some of the photoshopped ones like the Bernstein bears get kicked in the dick. Hmm. Or Bernstein Bears, go get the belt. <laughs> well, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the Bernstein Bears and their first kegger. 
Uh. Wow. Just would that, uh. would that just be like would that just be like me because bears like honey so much? There you go. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it's just and, and the people on the right, they, they keep wanting to talk about indoctrination, indoctrination. They're indoctrinating your kids, and it's like Y'all are indoctrinating too, you assholes. Whether or not the left is doing it, y'all are doing it. Have you seen some of the baby clothes that street people put their kids in? Right? Oh, yeah. Like, like what the hell? I was like, oh, he's going to be a lady killer when he gets older. Meanwhile, he just shat his diaper for the, for the fifth time that day. Right. The only thing he's gonna be, the only thing that kid's gonna be doing later in life is when he gets to college, his his shits are going to be phenomenally, amazingly odorous. Wow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but speaking, and it, it actually kind of ties, you know, the whole indoctrination thing and everything, kind of ties into this uh, uh, last story we got here uh, for the for this week. Which I believe is one that uh, Ricky put in. Uh, let me double check. Uh, and I yes, no, no, it was Scully who put it in. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, about Joe Rogan, you know that asshole. Yeah. Um, who admits schools don't have litter boxes for kids who identify as furries? First of all, just the concept of of furries going so far as to using a litter box. As insulting as it can be, is kind of funny. Because it's like, yeah. dude, dude. Better that, okay. better that than a, yeah. better that than a pizza box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and yes, I have heard the, I I have heard horror stories about the baby furs, and those are perfectly fine to make fun of because they're being shit people. No pun intended. Um, but nobody is using litter boxes in schools. Like furry or not, nobody's doing that. The only time also I, oh go ahead. Also, furry is not a gender. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the only time I've known anybody, any human, to use a litter box was a one co-driver I had way back in the day, and well, she was also a large woman with certain issues, so it's like she can't always make it out. So you know, and. And um, I can imagine that it's not easy to pee in a bottle when you when you, when you aiming issues is what I'm getting at. Um, point is, it was justified. So whatever, you know, I didn't smell a thing, so I'm not. I didn't worry about it. Anyway, back to back to this bald asshole known as Joe, Joe Rogan. Uh, he has acknowledged spreading misinformation after he suggested that elementary schools were installing litter boxes for students who identify as furries. The sensationalist urban legend was rooted in the right's continued attacks on trans and gender nonconforming youth. Uh, Rogan, Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, and the Minnesota Republican gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen all swore that they had heard stories of schools across the U.S. changing their bathroom policies to, con to accommodate wannabe felines. Just felines? Really? Only felines? Well, I mean, I mean, litter box, sure, I guess, but, but still. Dude, you know if, if you're if let, let's 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 take let's take this as seriously as it deserves, 
and say, you know what, if, if you're going to accommodate people who take furry to that particular length, you got to have more than just litter boxes, my man. You got you got to have you got to have a place where where your your dog furs can go out and then just just do their thing out there in the field, like a little fenced off area. You need an actual pig pen for your pig furs, and then I, I don't know what you're going to do with monkey furs. Probably put them on the monkey bars. <laughs> that was that was so horrible, even for me. Uh, uh, but in the name don't. And, the, and, the, and don't get us started on the giraffe furs who have to go and shit on the roof. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Uh, NBC News investigation determined uh, that it was untrue, because of course it is. Furries in kindergarten myth was repeated by at least 20 candidates and officials this year, the report found. But none of the school district mentioned actually offered litter boxes for student use. Though officials in Colorado's Jefferson County School District said in 2017 they did keep litter in closets as an emergency go bucket in the event that a student needed to relieve themselves while in emergency lockdown. That's fair. That's totally fair. When you got to go and you can't squeeze the Charmin, you got to do something. That is weird. Yeah, it is weird. And as somebody who has had, like, been on the road and nowhere near a bathroom and emergencies pile up... Having something to put that in beside your underwear is really, really good. Let's just say yeah. that. <laughs> um, uh, the story still spread. But, oh, sorry. Go ahead. From what I can tell, this this is the reason that a lot of that a lot of uh, that a lot of really that at least at least at least in the district that I grew that I grew up in, a lot of like kindergarten first. Like uh, primary school kids have pr- primary school kids classrooms have attached bathrooms because little kids have small bladders. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't have that when I was uh, in kindergarten first grade. Yeah, I. But that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't remember having it when I was that age. Um, but you know, then again, I think I think of all of my like like kindergarten first grade experiences i think the bathrooms were like the least remembered experiences for me yeah, yeah probably oh uh, uh, let's see uh, bu- 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 uh erica mentioned trevno a professor at american university's school of communication explained to the guardian uh why she believed these rumors were catnip to some parents ah, ha 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 uh the story put together a few things that some people already believe are true that people's assertions of identity, especially for children, are out of control, that our schools are out of control for allowing it, she said. Fits very well with some people's prior beliefs, and they don't need to fact-check because it's right in line with what they believe. Well, I mean, you could tell me that a that like a bunch of MAGA fuckers are going to go out and crucify, let's say, Scott Green for whatever reason because they think he's some kind of traitor or whatever. And I could say, yeah, that, that checks out. That fits it with what I believe. But that could also turn out to be not true. So, you know, take two seconds. At the very least, question your own thinking. If not, question what you see. That, that, that's a big thing. Question. You know? Even if it annoys see, the person in question, question it anyway. See, Joe Rogan is a fuckwit, but I think that this is a product of our current news age where everything thrives on clicks 
So people have to rush stories out as quickly as possible without taking the time to fact check the information. It, they're, they, most news outlets these days think that it's, they, that it's better to ask forgiveness than permission, from what I can tell. And yeah. they issue a they issue a correct they can issue a correction later, but that doesn't stop the incorrect information from being spread. Right. It's like uh, we you know we and 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 you know I, I I try to do this too. I'm not always perfect, but you know we need to collectively take a take a breather, like, and then just take two seconds. Okay, what is this about? And it can be quick. You can make it quick, especially if you're a speed reader. But yeah, going back to the Berenstain Bears, I do distinctly recall one of the chapter books was talking up was where they started they started a a school a school paper, and the whole issue was one of the character one of the characters basically started a false rumor and and printed it as a story, and even in a chapter book aimed at like first or sec like third or fourth graders the graders. Brother Bear chewed her out for it. Like he was like the first the first duty of she was like the first duty the the character was like the first duty of a journalist is to get the story and he's like no the first duty of a journalist is to get the story right and you've got it wrong. Yeah, and that's and that's a good thing to teach kids. Also, we have Ricky back now. Hello. Uh, uh were were you able Hi again, sorry about that. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. Um you know, we, you know, we, we made we made sure that that everybody knew that that you needed to take care of everything, so people wouldn't ask. Oh, hey, wait, wait, did, did they just did they just throw him off a cliff during the break? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's all been sorted. I won't go into details, but it has been sorted. All right. Um, do you want us to uh, 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 reiterate anything that we've said while you were taking care of your things, or? I'm assuming we're, you're currently on the Joe Rogan thing. Yeah. I did hear Joe Rogan's name being mentioned. Uh, all I've just got to say on that is, um, he, uh, the Seco hero of tomorrow, he is a dumbass sometimes, but it is also kind of like, yeah, unfortunately, this is the media we've created. Yeah. But also, as someone who's got a, 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 a young family member who is currently transitioning, fuck you for this kind of shit. They don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just confusing what's already a complicated issue. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing it firsthand. They are having... Sometimes they're fine. Sometimes they are really in a... I want to... Just in a very confused place. It's it's not easy. So yeah. they don't need... They don't need idiots making it even worse for them. They really don't. Yeah, and... In fact, well, one of my polycule mates, and actually also former uh, romantic partner of mine is also he, he's also just recently came out as trans and and he lives in Florida which is where Ron DeSantis wow. is trying to you know again he's another one of those fuckers that tries to push the values that he thinks everybody should have whether they want them or not and of course his shit's gonna get trans people attacked assaulted murdered just because they listen to him and it's, oh, he must know what he's talking about because he has the power. No, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He is a buffoon. He is a money and power grubbing asshole who needs to be who needs to be fitted with cement shoes and tossed into the Gulf of Mexico. He's also a people trafficker. 
Oh yes, he is that too. He is. Ron DeSantis is a human trafficker. There's also no Steven Seagal. Apropos of nothing, but still. Yeah, they would probably get along. Uh, so I wonder. I wonder how Vince McMahon feels that about about uh, his his buddy DeSantis human trafficking humans. Probably he probably is very happy with it. I I wouldn't know. What? Probably. Yeah. Piece, of, piece of garbage. Yeah. And I say that as a wrestler, as a wrestling fan. Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't even. I don't even go to wrestling. Like most of the time, most of what I get is from like either Ricky or Rosen, and and it's like yeah. Even I know Vince McMahon is bad news. He's bad Ugh. news. Berenstain Bears. Uh. But yeah, to get back to the to the uh, Rogan article, and everybody just uh, like like y'all like y'all like, like y'all have said, it's just. This this whole thing, the, the information misinformation being spread around by people, and and it's by people, at least initially, who want to want to have the power to shape society as they see it. They want they want they want guys like me to remain guys like me, and to never be anything but Christian and straight and and blah 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 blah, you know. They, they, these are the kind of guys that would be like, okay, hey, you say you have this many partners, okay, you have to choose one, and I want to deck him the in the in the fucking mouth for that. Uh, but just uh, stand up to misinformation, you know. I know, I know, in places like Twitter or, or or social media, they also say don't feed the trolls or whatever. But on the same token, if it's not called out, if you're not visibly seen calling out, called out, calling them out. Like like you you like you'll see people calling out Elon Musk and dunking on him on Twitter, and rightfully so. You know, and people are like, oh, if you ignore him, he goes away. Not always. You know, ignoring you know ignoring people only works to a certain degree. And if if it doesn't go away by ignoring it, you've got to be there to, at the very least, call it out, fight against it. If nothing else, it shows other people that hey. Maybe this isn't such a good guy after all. Or hey, may, you know, you could be somebody that's like a little bit afraid of calling out and see somebody else call somebody up. Like, yay, hey, they're calling him out. I'll do it too. You know, it's like it's a catch twenty two on that one. I think because you're fucked if you do, you're fucked if you don't. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Huh. So we got speaking of speaking of wrestling. Now this one Ricky did put in here. Uh, yes, uh, it's it's uh, from Sports Skeeta. I hadn't heard of this site before, but uh, then again, it's one of the yeah, it's 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 one of the wrestling sites I use for news. Yeah, ah, it it, it mainly deals with the backstage stuff as opposed to the actual pay per views, which is why I, I've used it for this. Ah. So, uh, yeah, backstage details on legal actions following investigation into CM Punk. The elite brawl out in AEW reports. Uh, There's been a new report surrounding altercation between AEW star CM Punk, Ace Steel, and the elite, noting the legal implications of brawl out. Uh, The incident has been reported as 
culminating in the release of Ace Steel as well as negotiations for CM Punk to depart the promotion. The Elite, however, took set look set for a return STs during last week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, well, oh, well, yeah, Ricky, I'll let yeah, yeah, yeah you take Want this me to one. Here, the back story here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, basically. Basically what happened, uh, this actually goes back to even before Punk came to AEW. Uh, when Punk walked out of WWE about seven or eight years ago now, um, one of the th- first things he did was go on the podcast of his then friend and fellow pro wrestler, Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punk accused the WWE's medical doctor, I can't remember his name, I think it's Everett or Everett or something like that, of not treating a staph infection that he had. Ooh. Which was one of the reasons he claimed he walked out. Uh, the doctor, he claimed it was uh, later diagnosed as um, MMR or whatever it is, the uh, superbug infection type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor sued him over this and also sued Cabana, and that's the important thing, for allowing Punk to say this on his podcast. Ooh. Uh, Punk had to admit on the stand that it was never actually diagnosed as the superbug. Oh shit! Even though he, Whoa. what saved him and meant that he was not, him and Colt were not found guilty of libel is the surgeon who treated him did say it should still have been treated before it was. Huh. So the the judge found that technically he hadn't libeled the doctor because there had obviously been some kind of malpractice, basically. Uh-huh. But Punk and, um, what he did say was Punk and Colt had to pay their own legal fees. Uh... He wasn't gonna... Punk had promised Cabana he would pay his legal fees. He didn't. Oh, dear. That led to a souring of their relationship. Cabana then sued Punk for that, and that was set out of court for undisclosed terms. Whether right. Punk paid him the paid him what he was owed or not, we'll never know. Hmm. Fast forward to when Punk fast forward to AEW starting, Cabana is one of the people that Tony Khan first hires. Tony Khan is the uh, boss of all elite wrestling. Okay. Um again, fast forward a couple of years, Punk is now coming in. In the run up to Punk coming in, Cabana who now obviously Punk and him are completely at odds with each other. Cabana is suddenly quietly phased out. Hmm. And Cabana is friends with uh, two of the elite called the Young... uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, who are known as the Young Bucks. Uh, They went and confronted Tony Khan about this. And he kind of... Basically, Tony Khan's way of firing people is he ghosts them and just lets their contract run out. Oh, that kind of asshole. Yes. Uh, it turns out he it had nothing to do with Punk as coming in as far as we can tell. Um, Tony just didn't think he had anything more to do with Cabana, but what didn't have the guts to actually tell him. Oops. The Young Bucks on here in this do get uh, Cabana a job in Ring of Honor, which is another company uh, Khan owns. But they then start leaking to the um, wrestling journalist that Punk got Cabana fired. Which is not true. Hmm. So Punk comes in and there's already this now um, thing against him stirred up by the Young Bucks. 
it kind of simmers along, and then one of their friends, Hangman Page, basically goes into the ring during a segment with Punk, where they're having an interview segment, and goes off script, basically goes into business for himself, and basically accuses Punk, without saying it, of getting Cabana fired. Huh. And this is on live, this is on live TV. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Punk doesn't respond, but you can kind of see in his face, because I actually saw this one, that he is, what the hell's going on? Because he actually says, you actually see him say at one point, why are you attacking me? What's this about? Punk gets injured later in that show and is basically off TV for a couple of months. And this kind of just goes away. Like, people just forget about it. Because it, it was a weird promo. Nobody knew what it was about. Whatever. Punk comes back months later, and the first thing he does is reignite this by basically doing his own shoot promo on Hangman Page. Oh, dear. Yeah, exactly. Page wasn't even the, even in the building, as far as I can tell, and, and Punk basically calls him out to have a fight, knowing he can't come out. Oh. So now tensions are really getting backstage. Tony finally decides he needs to step in and quell this. So he calls a talent meeting. We're now two weeks out from All Out, which is one of their big pay-per-views. They have this talent meeting, and to the book's credit, they do try to de-escalate the situation. Mm -hmm. By saying, you know, if anybody have any problems, they can come talk to us. Let's just try and, you know, work together to get the company better, basically. The other member of the elite, Kenny Omega, who has also been out with injuries for a while, and has only recently comes back, then stands up, and it should also be pointed out the elite are vice executive vice presidents of the company. Omega then stands up and says in this talent meeting that if it was up to him, 80% of the locker room wouldn't have jobs. Damn. And again, this was meant to de-escalate the situation, so you can imagine what that does instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get to All Elite. Everything seems to be going fine. They have the matches, blah, 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 blah. Punk goes back, they, have, they then have what they call media scrums, where they have, you know, basically the media comes in and talks to the wrestlers and what have you. Punk says to Tony he wants to get some things off his chest. So Tony says, fine. Punk then proceeds to just lay into the elite, uh, the company. He basically just absolutely buries the company, buries the elite. He calls them children who couldn't even margin, uh, manage a target uh, he Tony tries to stop him and Tony and Punk to his boss says this hasn't any, this is not nothing to do with you and and keeps the mic huh. this is all being you know in front of journalists so you can imagine what that looks like yeah Punk then says if anybody has a problem with this my locker room door is open come see me Walks off. The media scrum continues with Chris Jericho coming out and also talking. And then he whispers something to Tony. We don't know what he's whispered. It turns out, while this media scrum's been going on, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and uh, Mega, who is the legal advisor for Tony Khan, had gone to Punk's locker room, walked in, or, well, they claim they walked in, Punk says they kicked the door in. Either way, what then occurs is Punk punches one of the young books. This sparks a brawl, because obviously now these two are fighting. 
also in that locker room is Ace Steel's wife, who is on crutches at the time. He runs in, attacks the other young buck, and then at some point Omega gets pulled into this, where he gets bitten by Ace Steel. A chair is then thrown and hits one of the young bucks in the face. Ooh. At this point, other people are pouring into the locker room, trying to break this up. And, you know, basically they get... Everybody is suspended, as you can imagine. Yeah. Basically, now you've got Punk claiming one thing, you've got the Young Bucks and Omega claiming one thing. Nobody comes out of this looking good. I mean, they all come out of this looking like entitled idiots. Because it's like... You know... All this over, you know... Something that didn't even really need to be an issue... And it's it's just made the company look like an absolute joke, right? Because you know Tony's now like Ace has been fired, which you threw a chair, my man. Like I know you were trying to defend your wife, but you threw a chair. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose your job if you do that. Like I don't care what your yeah. reasoning is. See what you should have done um, if you're gonna defend your wife. What you should have done was not throw a chair; you throw a punch instead. I mean. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, It now looks very much like Punk is on his way out. Ah. But what's now re-sparked it up is they put put a a promo on AW, as it says in this article, of the Elite returning. The Punk camp has now put out a claim that uh, CM Punk's dog, who was also in the locker room, was injured in the fracas. And it, it basically now the Elite saying, no, that did not happen. Omega had actually taken the dog out of the locker room in the first place when the brawl started. And they're claiming that's why he then got involved later, because he came back in to try and pull a steal off of wh- whichever the young bucks he was beating up. Hmm. And, and it's claiming he got bitten in the re- uh, process. Damn. Someone has seen a picture. Someone has seen a picture. It looks more like... Um, he claims he was pulling it. It looks more like he was cross-facing him because the bite is right on his arm. Ooh. So, yeah. It's not good because, basically, they're going to have to buy Punk's contract out because under the laws of the uh, place where this brawl happened, yeah, he can claim he was acting self-defense because they entered his where he was residing at the time. Yeah. So they can't fire him. Right. Uh, also because Tony Khan gave him permission to get things off his chest, they can't say he violated his contract by um, going off script at the press conference either. This is basically going to cost AEW, someone reckoned in the amount of $8 million just to get rid of Punk to pay out the rest of his contract. Goddamn. He won't let them buy him out at the moment because they want a no-compete clause. Because they think he's going back to WWE. Oh. So this is dragging out and out and out and out. It's, yeah, this is... As someone said, they basically had this brilliant pay-per-view, and now all anybody's going to talk about is the bullshit that happened backstage because the executive vice president and one of the top talent got into a pissing contest over, uh, you know, some of that happened before he even came to the company. Right, and because and because the boss is so cowardly, he won't just say 
Look, I've got nothing for you. I'm going to have to let you go. Ooh, dear. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. Entitled idiots being entitled idiots. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. And and also, you the, the whole no-compete clause thing, I've seen it pop up in, like, just, like, other industries, too. And can I just say that's just fucking bullshit? And it's like, oh, no, it people still got to work, assholes. Yeah. Just because they work for your competitor doesn't doesn't mean shit. They still got to eat, man. Yeah, the thing is, it won't hold up in court because when Vince did this to Brock Lesnar, when he left first time he left WWE, Brock took him to court and won. Oh! Wow. So there is precedent for pro wrestling for no-compete clauses and not being legally viable. There you go. So uh, even if Tony Khan gets, even if Tony Khan gets Punk to sign one, it doesn't mean it'll be legally binding. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's I think that's a bit of information more people should know, because yeah, no compete clauses were were not held up in a court of law. Something to something no. to remember. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, so uh, well, the reason they. Oh. I was just gonna. I was gonna say the reason they exist in pro wrestling is, is Vince doesn't want another Lex Luger situation, oh. because back in the '90s when they were uh, when WCW was just starting up, uh, Eric Bischoff got Lex Luger to come away from WWE when he was not technically under contract anymore. His contract had expired, mm-hmm. but he was still doing uh, week by week shows for Vince while they were negotiating. And without telling Vince, Luger flies down to Atlanta and turns up on the. Um, a debut edition of WCW Nitro when he was still, as far as everybody was concerned, a WWE star. Oh, and damn. Just walk, and just walks out during the main event. And, and Bischoff on commentary was playing up like he was a WWE star as well. That was what was hilarious. He was like, get the camera off of him! Don't show him! <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh. So, yeah, ever since then, Vince has always insisted on a 90-day no-compete no clause. Try and stop that happening again. Ugh. But yeah, Brock basically fucked him up over that when he won that case. Yeah. Just, uh <laughs> So yeah, uh, Scully, Eli, do you have any thoughts on this particular one? I do not do wrestling, so my thoughts are very limited. Yeah. Me neither. Although, I mean, the way you explained, the way you explained it got, a, got it across effectively enough. Like, yeah. I mean... I hope that the I hope that the people that the people who started the actual fight, not the not the wrestling fake fight. I mean, not that okay. wrestling is real, quote unquote, but they're not fighting for real. Yeah, it's fixed, not fake, is the phrase I tend to hear. That's 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 a that's a better description of it. But I hope that I hope that the people who started that that the people who started the fight they get they get proper treatment for their injuries and the people who need to be and the people who need to be punished are even though I know that in WWE that's very unlikely. Yeah. Or AW, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scully. Uh, no, I think y'all got it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so with that, we are going to go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, Eli, it, it has been honestly an honor and a pleasure to have you on, man. I 
sorry it took so long to actually get you on here. Um, but uh, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, again, next time we're gonna have it's just gonna be like the main the main crew, and then the one after that is going to be the final episode. Um, so that's that's what's gonna be coming up on the docket here. Don't know when each of them are gonna release. In fact, this one I think is what like a month after the previous regular episode. So who knows? Um, but yeah, with with all if all else is going good, you're hearing this on Monday. So the day before uh, the general election day here in America, if you haven't done so already, go out and vote. Um, and if your boss tries to tell you to not go and vote, um, then tell your boss to go fuck themselves, go vote anyway. Uh, or at least that's what I would like to say, but I know, I know things are complicated. But I, I, I would like it to be better. So go and vote, especially if you are young, um, in, like my age and younger. Um, Millennials, Gen Zs, go vote, please. Uh, and I would prefer everybody to vote blue, but you know, I, I, I do not control how you vote. I can, only, I can only say my thing and hope you agree with me enough to vote for politicians that also see the same way. Uh, I think that's the best anybody can ask for. And, you know, I'm not the kind of, you know, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this. That's why we need to hurry up and get out of here. Uh, Eli, where can we find you on the Internet? You can find me on Patreon and YouTube at The Hero of Tomorrow and on Twitter at Cartoon Hero Guy because for some reason that was taken. And by the time this goes up, we'll be will be about a month from me starting from me starting to from me starting my my yearly Red Ribbon Reviewers promotion where Internet review, internet reviewers and content creators work together to promote HIV awareness in December and observance of World AIDS Day. And yeah. even if this, and even if this show is ending, hopefully, hopefully, some of us will be able to contribute to it in some way. Yeah, and I, I remember, I remember contributing a couple of years back in the day when it was when it was still relatively fresh. So it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's all good. Uh, you know, it help you. It gets the word out about AIDS. It gets, uh, it gets the word out about everything. Well, just pretty much everything he just said. And as a bonus, you know, you could also get different eyeballs on your thing too. So, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, yeah, and this year, and this year, we'll also be doing a special promotion for the Broadway-based HIV charity Broadway Cares in honor of the late Dame Angela Lansbury. Ah, yes, that is. That is good. Uh, the, 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 the charity is good, not the fact that she, she died. That, that's sad, but the charity is good. Uh, oh, but, yeah. I mean, she was, she, from what I can tell, she was a gay icon while she was alive, so there's really no better way to promote it than, really no better thing to promote in her honor than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, and, and also you can catch more of Eli and me on Random A, which which does go live on uh, Rosen's channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Rosen underscore Thorn. That's Thorn with an E. Uh, they we try he tries to get it going weekly, and I since I'm on the road, I rotate out with Becky and Tifa, so I'm on like every third one. But Eli's on every one of them, uh, or at least he has been lately because you know just roster changes and everything. But uh, if you want to hear more of us, you know, random is where you go to check it out. We just talk about anime randomly, I guess. <laughs> uh, hence, hence the name. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Scully, where can we find you on the internet? I've got a link tree at linktr.ee slash scullypendra. Sweet. And Ricky, how about you? Uh, I don't, as I said earlier, I do not have a Twitter, but you can find my fanfiction on fanfiction.net under Ricky Goblin Master. Awesome. And as for me, I also, of course, have a link tree, linktr.ee slash gomer21xx. It's got all my current social medias, all of the places that I do put uh, content out for both free and for paid uh, things. I'll let you, I'll let you imagine what you will. Um, I also do need to start getting their, the uh, co-host link set up, and that's that's a new like social media type site that people are going to start looking at in in, uh, in a way to replace Twitter. Uh, the only caveat is if you go in without some sort of an invite link, you, they you do need to wait a few days before you can post, I guess, because just so many people are flocking to it. Uh, from what I understand, it's supposed to be a kind of a cross between Twitter and LiveJournal. So, and I've used both over the years, so hey, why not? <laughs> uh, but I'll try and make sure that link is in the uh, link tree as well. But if not, then it's pretty much the same handle throughout, as I do all social medias, Gomer21XX. Um, but yeah, so with that, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, this is Gomer, the Ranting Thespian, with Ricky, Skullapendra, and Eli, signing off. Go on. Bye-bye.